This episode is brought to you by Northwind Adventures. Hiya folks, Old Man Grognard here. Say, if you ever wanted to experience the thrilling adventures of fantastic pulp fantasy stories at the tabletop, Northwind Adventures has got a role-playing game for you with Hyperborea. Based on the solid foundation of the original 1974 fantasy game, author Jeffrey Talanian has crafted an exciting, vibrant world using the inspiration of authors like Howard Smith and Lovecraft. With paper, pencil, and a handful of dice, your characters can explore the wonder, danger, and thrills of a rugged world beyond the North Wind. Explore dungeons, fight off monsters mundane, fantastic, and alien. Discover lost civilizations, battle mighty wizards, evil cultists, vicious warlords, and more. With 26 classes to choose from, your characters can quickly find fortune and glory on the road to high adventure, all in the land of Hyperborea. From Northwind Adventures, you'll find it at hyperborea.tv. Abed and all hope, listeners. You're listening to Radio Grognard, the OSR podcast about stuff, with your host, Glenn Hallstrom. Hiya, folks. Old Man Grognard here. Hope you're all doing well. It's a nice day. Here's a question. Last night, we defeated a blue dragon and made out pretty well, as far as I know. And, but what we we got was a week's... uh, Notice. Actually, we kind of lucked into the whole thing because the dragon was sleeping when we first went in there and we decided to retreat because we were looking for this mold for this wizard that needed it for whatever. And we thought, we're going to go back and get that guy because he's sleeping on a, a famous a famous fighter's grave that, you know, he's I think he's defacing it. Plus, hey, it's a blue dragon. So... Our GM, Matt, gave us a week to figure out how we're going to do this and what we're going to do. Are we going to recruit other people from the town or are we just going to go for you know, Because most of the most of the henchmen and fighters were out of town doing something or other. And we had to wait till the 5th and it was like the 1st. And the majority of the party says, no, let's go for it. I think we recruited one dwarf. That was I got one dwarf for the party. That was about it. <clears throat> And we defeated him because we just basically, it was a, first of all, it was a young dragon. And secondly, we actually put some thought into this. We had three fighters up front. We had a caster and me, the ranged guy in the back. And we took him down. I was surprisingly easy. I mean, I know it was a young dragon, but they can still put up a fight. So we've got like, his hoard, a lot of money, plus we harvested the body for stuff like teeth and eyes and scales and things like that, and his heart and liver. So we sold those two. We made out pretty good. We put it in the bank. But how often do you get a chance to give your players a heads up, a warning? I mean, to me, this is very smart play, which is not all which is something not all groups do. I mean, we were a little, I thought we were a little rash going, just going in, you know, not waiting for any kind of backup. But at the same time, we didn't have to, we didn't have so many people. Basically, there, there were bigger shares around for everybody. And so 
you know, how, do you give them, do you give your players a chance to, you know, a heads up? I mean, I thought we played it smart. I mean, we played the old school way, you know, if we're in, we're in over our heads, we're going to leave. And if we can figure out a way to regroup and do it better, we will. I think a lot of groups can benefit from that, even fifth edition, even the current edition groups. So, so I just wondered if any of you do that for your games. I mean, I don't like to, you know, because we my, our last party got bushwhacked by a green dragon. Uh, total TPK, total TPK. So we had a new group and it's like, okay, let's do this smart. Seems like every time... Matt gives, other than like the occasional dragon defeat like we have, anytime Matt gives me something where I, you know, it's a climax and I have to do the right thing and the right decision, I always muff it. I always screw it up. And the green dragon was another case for that because I could have, There, thinking back, there are things I could have done. And that's the kind of thing where I say, you do you give your party a heads up sometimes because it will give them a chance to plan out things. And if they're any kind of smart, they'll take the advantage and figure it out. I mean, we had no problem. I mean, when we in when we played Labyrinth Lord many, many years ago, we had a we had to take down a dragon. And we did it smart. We we figured out, okay, uh casters in the back, invisible, a couple fighters up front with some range people. Casters had invisibility on them. They knew the minute they fired off what they're going to fire off is is going to be, you know, they're going to be seen. So we put them up on a ledge above the dragon. And, uh, no, I'm sorry, not Labyrinth Lord. It was, it was what we're playing now, Rule Cyclopedia. Beck me. And we found out that uh, we hit him with three fireballs. And doing that... To a, I think it was a red dragon. Doing that to a red dragon doesn't do much, but we didn't expect it to do much because what happens is, when you get hit by something like that, whatever they're taking, it reduces their hit die. Not, uh, it, it reduces the effectiveness of their breath attack, and that's what we were trying to do. What happened was we hit him with the fireballs. He took some damage. So his breath attack went down by about half. So everybody survived the breath attack, and we just went in and slaughtered him. I think there was a couple of good shots with the fighters, and one well-placed lightning bolt did the trick. But but we had like two weeks. I think it was a two every other week game like this one. So we had two weeks to plan it, and we did, and it worked out great. This is the kind of thing players can do if they give give enough if they if you give them enough head headspace, I want to say headspace. If you give them enough lead time, but that's only the part of it. If you give them enough lead time, it's fine. They've got to remember to take advantage of it and think it out and how they admit, how they can take advantage of it. So that's basically my advice right there. So I gotta go start my day. So if you guys want to talk to me about this or anything else, oldmangrognar at gmail.com. Or you can drop a voicemail on Anchor. We are monetized, so as little as 99 cents a month, you too can help support this program, and I would thank you. Let me thank these people. Oh, uh, the single donation is at my Kofi page, ko-fi.com slash oldmangrognard. I also have a PayPal tip jar. So it's paypal.me slash oldmangrognard. Let me thank these people who do give to me monthly. 
Uh, Jonathan, Oliver, Gilbert, Juan Carlos, Daniel, Dan, Benjamin, Jason, John Allen, Aaron, Michael, Randy, and Joe. Thank you very much, guys. And for great other great podcasts, there is Dan Griggs, the Young Y-U-N-G, Young Grognard Podcast. Kevin does the Red Caps podcast. Daniel Norton's Bandits Keep podcast is pretty good. Randy and Joe's Biggest Geekest podcast. I love that one. Big John Allen Larges the Red Dice Diaries. And my friend Eric Tinkar's Tavern Chat. So, until I see you folks next time, keep the dice warm and I'll talk to you later. Bye-bye. Questions? Comments? Send them to oldmangrognard at gmail.com. We'll see you next time when Radio Grognard is on the air. Thank you.